The truth is God has accepted you. If you have accepted Jesus and his work on the cross, you are fully accepted by God. Now, how does that apply to our everyday life? How does that apply to the situations, to the moments when we feel rejected? Let's dive in to this truth and how we can apply it to our lives. Hi friends, welcome to the Truth Applied Podcast. My name is Rebecca Ann Perkins. I'm a full-time Christian speaker, Bible teacher, and master life coach. This podcast has undergone a few name changes, but if you know me, you know my mission has not changed. For more than 10 years, I've been following the call to help you understand the truth, which means good biblical theology, and apply that truth to your everyday life. We use a bit of life coaching, a bit of counseling, real stories, deep vulnerability, to make truth move from your head to your heart, to make it impact your life. In this day and age where culture is pulling us in a thousand directions and giving us a thousand empty promises, where self-help and self-reliance and self-worship are on the rise, we are a community of women who know better. We know that Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. But life is hard, and we've got some lies we believe and some hurts we need to heal from. So that's what we're here to do. I am your place where every Monday you can bank on getting truth and really practical truth at that. Thank you so much for being here today. I love God. I love depth. I love you. Let's get to the episode. The next two weeks, we're going to be talking about this truth that we find all over scripture, really. I mean, the story that we read in the Bible, the gospel truth is that the God of the universe made a way. Okay. He loves us all because we're made in his image. He accepted us from the beginning. Sin came into the world and then he made a way uh, to, for us to be accepted by him again. And in fact, the way that he made was all him and all his son. And we don't even have to do anything except believe it. That is, you know, an overview of the gospel. Most people who listen to this podcast know the gospel and you guys have already accepted Jesus as your savior. You've accepted him as the one who is, uh, the forgiveness, the, he paid the penalty. He was the sacrificial lamb, so to speak for your sins. And yet, even though many of you women of faith out there believe that, and yeah, I would say believe it in your head, how in reality is that supposed to impact our day-to-day life when we, like, like you've accepted Jesus, God, and, and you even know in theory that he accepts you. Uh, maybe you even specifically know Romans 15, seven, which is the verse that I'm going to be using as I teach on this, uh, therefore welcome one another in Christ as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. That's the ESV version. The NIV version says, therefore accept one another in Christ as Christ has accepted you. And very explicitly a verse that just is like, you're accepted. You're wanted. You are in fact chosen. When we look at the Greek word there, that word welcome or accepted actually means 
like aggressively picked out of a crowd, basically. <laughs> like not just, oh, you stumbled upon someone's house and knocked on their door and they opened the door to you kind of thing. Or like God sort of rolls his eyes and has to accept you because he's God and he's loving, but he doesn't really want you. The word really means that they, they went and pulled somebody out of a crowd. They, they actively, it means to actively and almost aggressively welcome somebody, pursue somebody, seek them out. Okay. So that is, that is what God has done for you. That is how God feels about you. Now, how does that apply to our day to day life? Okay, y'all, I'm going to give you like, Uh, some real good stuff in today's episode, like freedom setting stuff. Now y'all know that I have coached a lot of women. I've counseled a lot of women. I have experienced a lot of my own rejection in life. And so I'm about to get really real and specific and detailed and helpful. Next week's episode is going to be the kind of what to do or how to work through feelings of rejection. But today we're just going to talk about rejection in real life. And yeah, how is it supposed to really impact us that God says he accepts us? Is that really enough for the the times in our life when we're not feeling accepted by others? So rejection. Okay. Oh my gosh. First of all, rejection is a, a reality of life, ladies. Some of us spend a lot of time avoiding rejection. Some of us don't care too much about rejection. Regardless of how you feel about rejection, we have all felt it. Um, we go through stages in our life where we feel it in new and different ways. And it is very much just a reality of life. So obviously, or maybe not obviously, plainly put, rejection is the opposite of feeling accepted. It's the opposite of feeling accepted. Um, We can feel it in a million different ways from a million different angles. You can feel rejected by maybe like a teenage child who just is pulling away, doesn't tell you as much as they used to tell you. That can feel like rejection. Uh, We feel it from coworkers maybe who are going out to lunch and not inviting us. That feels like rejection. Maybe you're a part of a mops group or something, and there's a bunch of moms who get together and have play dates, and you see it on Instagram, and they didn't invite you. That feels like rejection. Maybe there's a guy, if you're a single girl, that you have liked for years who doesn't like you back, and all of a sudden he, you know, asked your best friend out and they got married. Rejection. (laughs) That feels like rejection. Um... When you're younger, many, some of us experienced rejection as children from our primary caregivers, um, or like in school, people who have experienced a lot of rejection in childhood will probably naturally be more sensitive to it as an adult, but also, uh, kids who are sheltered from rejection and did not learn how to handle it in a healthy way will also avoid it as adults. So there are a lot of 20, 30, 40, 50 something year olds who won't take risks at all because they were kind of, they were so protected when they were younger um, that they actually 
think they can't handle rejection and, and they just don't take risks at all because what if I fail? What if I get rejected? There's so many reasons I want to talk about this with you guys. Obviously, I want everybody to like know that God loves you, right? I mean, you you guys know me. I want you to believe what God says about you. That is when we are the most confident. That is when we are the most free. But I also just love seeing Christian women so rooted in their identity in Christ and in their faith in God and in their faith in who God says they are, that they're like crushing it for the kingdom. That doesn't mean financially necessarily. It just means that you're brave and that you're bold and that you're living life and that you're taking risks and that you're trusting God. And that if he's putting something on your heart, you're willing to try it. And that if you're single, because maybe he hasn't brought a husband into your life yet, or maybe you're married and you don't have kids, whatever your stage of life is, if God, God has a plan for you and we are meant to do something with this life, therefore, there will be failure. There will be rejection. And I, I really want to kind of normalize it for you guys. I want to equip you to handle it. Um, I want to remind you that Jesus himself was rejected and felt rejected. In fact, Jesus was rejected by his own, we're told in the Bible, meaning the people closest to him, the ones that were supposed to believe in him. In our day-to-day -day life terms, this would mean like your own family, potentially, your own kids, um, maybe a spouse, maybe your siblings or something like that, okay? Jesus knows the feelings of rejection. He knows the feelings of rejection. And we will all know them as well. Let's not get too thrown off by it. Now, yes, they hurt. Yes, rejection hurts, okay? Rejection really deeply hurts. <laughs> um, it, it strikes to the core of our need for acceptance and belonging. When that core gets struck, it will make us wrestle with feelings of self-doubt and self-worth, okay? Um, you know, in general, y'all, we were made to live in community. We were made to live in units with family, with friends, in our workplace, in our church, in our biological families, in our neighborhoods. And when we have those moments where somebody does not pick us, where we don't feel valued, where we don't feel important, where we don't feel seen. It strikes fear. It strikes anger. It, it creates um, nervousness. Am I not enough? Am I not good enough? What went wrong there? Why are these people all hanging out without me? Am I alone? Am I going to be a loner? Like the, the experience of rejection does hit to the core of who we are. And it will make you wrestle with the core of who you are. <laughs> it will make you wrestle with the core of your identity. Because again, it will trigger feelings of self-doubt and, you know, like worthlessness. Um, you know, for me over the years, I, I didn't have a, f a fear of rejection growing up. Um, I wasn't rejected. But the two decades of singleness, because you all know I got married two years ago when I was 39, two decades of singleness and probably 11 to 12 breakups. I mean, I, I didn't like 
tell these guys I all loved them or anything like that, but I was officially dating every couple years. And so over two decades, that's probably 10 to 12 <laughs> breakups. And every breakup would trigger this cycle of rejection for me, even if I, I'm the one who broke up with him, um, which wasn't always the case. Sometimes he was the one who broke up with me. I would have to go through these deep feelings, deep, deep questions. Why are all my friends married and I'm not? Why did this guy not like me? You know, and, and let me just pause really quick here and say, when we're rejected, it can go to a really healthy place when we handle it truthfully, or it can go to a really scary and dark place. The scary and dark place is to personalize the rejection. I, I mean, it would have been very easy for me to personalize the rejection, especially when it happened over and over and over. I'm too tall. I'm ugly. I'm just not the kind of girl guys like. I must just not be lovable. Now I have allowed a situation or a scenario to make me feel bad about myself and to begin to define my self-confidence, my self-worth. That is one thing that can happen with rejection. More commonly though, and I, I want you guys to hear this, more commonly, um, rejection will send somebody into a really bad place if they already have a low sense of self-worth. Okay. If somebody already has a low sense of self-worth, it, it can, a, an experience of rejection can make them plummet into the, the places of shame and kind of self-hatred. See, they'll, they'll use an experience of rejection as evidence. See, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants me. Also a scary place to be. Not going to dive fully into that in this episode or the next episode, um, because really that place, if you're living in that place, it requires some counseling or coaching. It can totally be solved. I help women with that all the time. You do not have to live that way. Um, but I'm not going to speak directly to, okay, let me say this clearly. Um, what I'm talking about in today's episode and in tomorrow or next week's episode is actual rejection, not perceived. Okay. Actual rejection is like, I didn't get the job. I, I want this career and I've not gotten the job for six job interviews. And I just need to work through that, Rebecca. I just need to, I, like, I need to work through that because it's difficult. Or um, actual rejection. I've, I've moved, um, to a new place or I moved like back maybe to be around my family again. And my family seems to all be hanging out without me. They, they kind of established their lives without me and nobody seems to want to hang out with me. So that that's feels like, you know, there's like actually something going on there where you're being left out or not included. That's what I'm talking about is more of the, the actual moments in life, the real moments in life when, you know, somebody doesn't pick us or they don't have time for us or whatever. And then we logically work through what's really happening there. A breakup, for example, what I'm not going to be talking about in depth here is the person who is living as so with so much insecurity. Okay with so much insecurity that they are perceiving everything as a rejection. I'll take 60 seconds here and address that. If you don't 
except yourself. Okay. Like at the end of the day, even when another human doesn't value you, even when another human doesn't make time for you, even if it's not personal, maybe that human's just busy, <laughs> which is the case most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, rejection is not personal. Sometimes y'all, it is. <laughs> sometimes it is personal, but sometimes it's not. Most of the time it's not. Either way, if there's... um. Okay, let me back it up. There are real moments in life when we are going to be rejected. And there are other moments and there are people who are going throughout life thinking they're constantly being rejected, reading into situations. You know, for example, your kids or your husband or your loved ones or your boss have affirmed you. They have told you, no, I love you, <laughs> but you don't believe them. No, you're doing a really good job. I'm like, you're one of my best employees. Thank you for all your hard work, but you don't believe your boss. God has told you, I love you and I accept you. Your friends have told you you're awesome, but you don't believe them. Okay, that is a different issue. That is not um, real feelings of rejection. And then next week, like how we can work through feelings of rejection and grow from real rejection. That instead is I live with a constant sense of needing other people to validate me because I have not believed God's validation of me and I do not deeply accept myself. Okay. That's a different issue. Kind of common, kind of common, but again, cannot be and will not be handled in two podcast episodes. Genuine moments of rejection, genuine moments of rejection. Um, it's a fact of life. Let me just give you guys, I mean, we're already 17 minutes into this episode. So, and, and it's going to be, you know, maybe 10 more minutes here. So let me just kind of flush it out a little bit more with you. Give me, giving, give you a few realities, a few truths about rejection in life. Okay. I, I've said a few of them already. I'm going to say them a little bit more clearly. Just because, okay, when you're rejected and we all will be at times, um, it doesn't mean that you're not liked or valued or important. It just means that in that situation, in that situation with that one person or that one job or that one thing, things didn't work out or they didn't see your value or they just maybe most of the time it's not even about you or your value or that your importance or your worth. Most of the time when we think we're experiencing rejection, it is really about something else. I mean, even if we're getting to the heart of like <laughs> something super practical, like you didn't get a job that you thought you were awesome for that you really wanted. Okay. I've been on the hiring side of management before. I happen to know that I've sat through interviews where there were people who killed the interview, but there was like an inside hire that we already knew we were going to hire. Okay. Um, that, that friend who's not inviting you to hang out with them, they might not be doing something fun and having a crazy good time with all the other friends. They might be at home sick on that Friday night that you're feeling left out. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, 
being rejected does not mean usually what our feelings initially think it means. Most of the time, it just means in that one situation with that one person, things didn't work out or that person has their own stuff going on and it's not about you at all. But fact number two about rejection is that even if it's not about you at all, sometimes we can't know that, right? And rejection hurts. (laughs) The initial moment that we perceive that somebody didn't pick us or invite us or like us or want us or that somebody else is better than us or that we're left out or that everybody's hanging out without us or that we never get invited to anything or that you're not the most important person in X, Y, and Z's life anymore. It hurts. It does no good y'all to pretend like it doesn't hurt. And it also does no good to pretend or to like shame yourself that you shouldn't feel that way. Okay. It's, it's impossible to avoid rejection altogether in life. And it's also really unhealthy to pretend like you don't feel it from time to time. If you feel it, you feel it. Okay. If you feel it, you feel it. And in fact, you kind of, we, we need to get a little bit more used to feeling it, I think, um, and used to processing it quickly and not taking it personally, because if we begin to avoid feeling rejection, you will never grow. I mean, you'll never try anything new. You'll, you're a hundred percent guaranteed. You'll never get what you want. You'll never get the job you want. If you can't handle the rejection of not getting it, you'll never make those close female friendships that you want. You'll never get married if you can't handle the rejection of that friend not calling you back or a date that doesn't work or a breakup. So like somehow I want you guys to embrace the uncomfortable feeling of rejection and normalize it and use it for your good. Use it to grow. Use it as an opportunity to root your acceptance of who you are in Christ. I mean, Like rejection hurts, but it does not have to be avoided and it doesn't have to be personal. Rejection is a fact of life. Okay. Like no matter how successful, and I think that's, you know, we really need to pause and just remember that if you think there's anybody out there, well, she must just be pretty enough or rich enough that she never feels rejection. Uh, they have a Harvard degree, so they never feel rejection. They they um, are really outgoing and have this type of personality that I don't have, so they never experience rejection. Not true. In fact, at its heart, at its root, that's envy. That's a sin. Um, that's jealousy, and it needs to be repented of. Every human on this planet, from top to bottom, will experience feelings of rejection. And in fact, when we when we feel rejected, guys, we need to use that as an opportunity to make ourselves more compassionate towards other people, to see other people who are in that situation, to have a tender heart towards other people who might be being left out or overlooked or alone. One of my favorite sayings that really made sense to me, I think it was probably in my mid twenties when I had gone through a breakup and I was obsessing over why the rejection happened. I was like kind of demanding to understand why he didn't pick me. 
I wanted an explanation for his rejection. I couldn't really move on. And I mean, it was bad. It was one of those scenarios where it was incessant talking about it and journaling. And I didn't have the skills yet or the ability yet to accept this simple truth. This is not out of the Bible, but <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> it's one of the, um, well, it, it actually is nearly out of the Bible. I'll tell you the Bible, you know, reference after I say the quote, but, you know, insecure slash somewhat confident, confused, brokenhearted 25 year old me read this quote. You can be the juiciest peach on the tree, but there will still be someone who doesn't like peaches. That really resonated with me. That really resonated with me. First of all, there's humility there realizing that, I mean, there's a great grace and acceptance that says, I don't have to be everybody's cup of tea. I can't be everybody's cup of tea. And in fact, Jesus, who was perfect, because we're not, I'm not perfect. I'm not actually the juiciest, most perfect peach on the tree. Even if I was, there's people who don't like peaches. But if we're talking about perfection, which was Jesus, there were still people who rejected him. Okay. So some of you need to wrap your mind around the fact that not everybody is going to like you. You are not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody likes peaches. Maybe you're an apple. Not everybody likes apples. The truth here, you guys, that roots all of us, that makes us the strongest, happiest, healthiest women in the world, is that God does like, love, and accept all of us. God does. You have to let that in. You have to believe that there is a creator, master of the universe, who sees you, who knows you, who loves you, who accepts you, even when all humans don't. Because all humans won't. Some will. Some will. And most of the time, y'all, they're not actually rejecting you. It just kind of seems like they are. It might feel like they are. We need to look at the facts of the situation, the reality. We need to zoom out. We need to not personalize rejection. We need to not avoid rejection. Now, next week's episode, I'm going to give you guys the stages of like how to emotionally process rejection. We can't sweep it under the rug or we'll turn into um, controlling people. We'll turn into defensive people will turn into people that put unrealistic demands on other people to meet our needs, to validate us. And so it's actually really, really important that we learn how to healthily process and move through feelings of rejection. And that is what I'm going to tell you guys next week. There's going to be five or six steps, almost like the, the stages of grief. <laughs> there are stages of rejection. And then how to move through them. Okay. So I'm, I'm very excited about how practical next week's episode is, but I guess I just, I wanted to open up this conversation this week and I wanted to really challenge you guys with maybe you're in a phase of life right now where you're feeling like 
like kind of being rejected left and right or feeling it a lot and it's and it's making you question yourself or your self-worth or your confidence or maybe you've lived that way for a long time and you haven't dealt with it yet um again i'll say this one more time if you happen to perceive that everybody rejects you all the time that's a slightly different issue and i want to really encourage you maybe to reach out to me i'd be happy to coach you or you know some christian coach or counselor who will fix those deep lies and those deep wounds in you that are really preventing you from seeing just how loved and accepted you are just how loved and accepted you really are okay let me end with this not only uh, let me end with this when we do experience rejection and we will one of the best things that we can do is exactly what this Bible verse says. So again, in Romans 15, verse seven, we read, therefore, accept one another as Christ has accepted you for the glory of God. If you aren't getting that invitation at lunch, if your best friends have started to hang out without you, if your kids, you know, your 17 year old daughter or whatever is like not sharing with you or uh, letting you in as much as you envisioned that she would. The best way to immediately kind of heal that or deal with that. Now, I'm not talking about sweeping it under the rug. I'm just talking about doing what this verse says is to go accept somebody else. You know, you don't put a wall up with those coworkers or your daughter or anything like that, but you go reach out to a woman who's also experiencing teenagers or empty nesting. You go invite a different coworker to lunch with you instead of stewing and making it personal and dwelling on the negative you just well next week i'm going to tell you exactly what to do but you can go be the person who accepts somebody else and those feelings that you're feeling of rejection will usually go away move towards people not away from people all right. Talk to you next week. Friend, you listened all the way through to the end. <laughs> I know enough about podcasts to know that must mean that you liked it. If you did like it, can I just ask you really quick to do a favor? Rate or review this podcast. Maybe share it with a friend. Maybe text it to them or share it on social media. This content is blessing women and helping them grow. And ultimately, yes, we want to grow the show. We want to grow the community because we want to grow the kingdom of God. You can help us get truth out there by doing any of those things that I just mentioned. And also don't forget to check the show notes. There'll be links to everything that we talked about in today's episode, as well as links to my website directly. If you're interested in Christian life coaching, you can book a free discovery call. If you're interested in having me speak at an event to your women, you can book a free networking call with me and we'll chat. All right, guys, I'll see you next Monday.